This is Listen Up, Home Buyers, the only podcast offering home buying advice and tips from true buyer agents. And now, here's your host, Victoria Ray Henderson. On this podcast, I'm excited to have our guest who is an exclusive buyer agent. Welcome to the podcast, Dave Twombly. Thanks for having me. We are in the middle of a pandemic right now. How are you helping home buyers at this time? It's it's difficult, but your timing is pretty good because I was helping somebody today. We are not really doing any showings. You know, we in Massachusetts have a, a restriction on uh, on being out and about. And although real estate agents were deemed essential, so we could be out working, both uh, my broker and my wife don't want me to be out showing properties. And uh, I don't really want to be out there either. I have two small children and I don't need to risk anything like that. I did, however, have a closing yesterday uh, or two days ago and that we sort of got under the wire right before all of the, um, you know, all the shelter in place stuff happened. It was very strange. It was the first time I ever did a walkthrough in gloves and a mask. Um, right. Today, I actually spoke to a new buyer or potential new buyer. And, um, you know, one of the biggest things we do, global pandemic or not, is educate buyers. First time home buyers and try to get people to, you know, to understand the process. And we always feel that educated consumers are better for everybody. So I had a, you know, an initial phone call today, like all things are normal, uh, with a potential buyer and help educate her about the process and getting started and what needs what needs to happen in order to, to start the home buying process. So yeah. we can still obviously do plenty of that. You know, that's one thing that we can that we can and have been doing for sure. Yeah. So it, it seems like right now the wise thing to do and certainly the thing that you're doing is to spend your time and your energy preparing, you know, your home buyer for when this pandemic or when whenever you can get back out and yep. show them properties. Well with with the I actually have another closing at the end of the month. Everything happened sort of before the shelter in place really uh, took hold. So we uh, were just going through the mortgage process and, you know, the, the, the parts of the transaction that I am not, you know, involved in day to day, just keeping an eye on. So uh-huh. we did the home inspection before everything really hit and tried to do our, kept our distance, but it wasn't where we are right now. I honestly, right. I don't know how a transaction will work right now. Part of how we run our business at Four Buyers is that we require that our clients have a home inspection. It's part of working with us. Uh, if you want to be represented by us with a transaction, it's part of the deal. We don't waive home inspection for anybody. I keep wondering how transactions would go because I know there are a lot of home inspectors who don't want to be out there either. Yeah. One would do a, a home inspection by himself as everybody sort of waited in their car for him to come out and talk about it. He might FaceTime some yeah. key issues or things that come up, but um, but... Uh, it's going to be hard to find home inspectors and it's, you know, and yeah. people to get out there. I know we are also one of the sort of big changes that happened in the transaction of investors was that the fire department is no longer sending out guys to do the smoke certificates to, to, to check all of the uh, smoke detectors in houses. Well, tell and me, tell me that about is, that. How is that part of your home buying process? That is the, the absolute last thing that happens in a transaction in, at least in Massachusetts. So you have your mortgage, you're all set to go. You have the clear to close, get your money. And the last thing that happens is that the uh, fire department goes through the property to make sure that all the smoke detectors are in working order and they sign off the smoke certificate. 
And we have to have that in hand in order for the deal to close. That so is, that's fantastic. But we don't have that here in the Washington, D.C. area. Oh, um, interesting. The fire department is not involved in any any home buying transaction. You know, in Massachusetts, you can have your money, you can have your check sitting yeah. at the closing table and ready to go. And if we don't have the smoke certificate, we're not closing. Wow. Now, typically, that is incumbent upon the seller and the listing agent to take care of. So usually what happens, the listing agent will schedule the smoke certificate or the walkthrough with the, with the fire department. Oftentimes, you'll see agents have five or 10 smoke detectors in their car so they can stick them up if need be, if there are any right. missing. Right. And then the fire department signs off. So what's happening now is actually it is responsibility of the buyer. After, I think, within 90 days of what is being lifted, any buyer who has purchased that period of time has to have the fire department come in or check the the, uh, the, the smoke detectors. The smoke. We frequently tell our buyers to just purchase new smoke detectors, yep. ones that have the, the 10-year battery, so that yep. then you know that, that it's working because you've installed it or had someone install it. Yeah, so that's the first in, I've heard of that. Yeah, no, it's totally incumbent upon the seller and the listing agent to get it done, a deal. I mean, I'm not involved in this process at all, except making sure that we have a smoke certificate. There's new language in the purchase and sale agreement that it is now the responsibility of the buyer to, of the home purchaser to get this done. And uh, it has to happen within 90 days of whenever we lift the the shelter in place ban. Gotcha. So that's, so, you know, that's, a, that's a change, an impact that we had now have to educate our buyers about. Absolutely. And this is now on you to make sure this gets done. Yeah. So what areas do you serve in Massachusetts? So we, uh, we are located in Cambridge, Massachusetts, which is right across the river from Boston. You know, most of our business is in the, what I call this side of the river. We are, we're across the Charles River from, from Boston. Suburbs, Cambridge, Somerville, Watertown, Waltham, all the, everything that's sort of west of the river. Although, I have started branching out to the Boston side of the river as well. So for the most part, I will, uh, we, I think as a company, will go you know, almost uh, anywhere within reason. I'm not going to drive an hour in one right, right. direction. Uh, when I was a, a younger, hungrier agent, I would have. But now uh, now that I'm <laughs> fat and happy, I don't drive that far. Um, yeah. But yeah, and, you know, sort of anything around the Boston area, for sure, yeah. I'll do. That's good. I mean, you have to. You know, I just like you, I'm an exclusive buyer agent. We are licensed in Maryland, Virginia, and the district. Mm. And the reason we are is because very often someone will start their search on one side of the river. We've got the Potomac right. River in, in our case. And they'll say, you know, I'm not really sure about the commute here. Maybe I need to be looking in Maryland or vice versa or the right. district or, you know, so if you're not licensed, you to, yeah, right. you've got to be able to serve everybody in all three areas. Right. Um, and that's different here. At least, you know, we have enough in the Boston area to, to satisfy us so we don't have to be traveling to New Hampshire or Vermont. But that would I would need a, a separate license to do that yeah, anyway. Absolutely. That's right. So you talked about educating your buyers. Walk me through the process. We work with a lot of first-time home buyers. You know, we, we've all had our repeat customers and, and, and people who have bought properties before. But by and large, I would think the bulk of my clientele are, are first-time homebuyers. You know, sometimes people have some sort of passing knowledge. You know, the woman I spoke to today, actually her mom was a real estate agent in, in New Jersey. So she at least had a sense. But I know everything differs by state about how transactions work. So we educate them about everything. You know, the first thing you need to do, this is the conversation I had today. The very first thing you need to do is talk to a lender to see what you actually can afford, right? Uh, the, the conversation started with, um, you know, I have this much money to put down and I don't know like what I can and what I can't do. And, right. oh, the first thing you need to do is 
is talk to a lender and see what you are going to be pre-approved for and how much you can spend because every other conversation I would tell you to have after that might be moot if you realize that you are not in a position to buy right now. Yeah, so, that's right. You know, we, we, t- we talk about getting educated in terms of the financial means. And then you know, I like to educate buyers about houses. You know, One of the things that, we, that is one of the pitches that I always make to a new potential buyer is I am never going to make an offer on a house that I have not seen myself. Mm-hmm. And we we actually limit the amount of clients that we take on at a time because we walk through every property with you because I need you as my buyer to understand uh, the anticipated costs coming down the line. So not only are you about to spend a million dollars on this house, but you need to know that the roof is old. And in five mm-hmm. years, you can expect to spend $15,000 to replace the roof or mm-hmm. The boiler is old, and that's going to cost you seventy five hundred dollars next year. Or the yeah. foundation is is rickety, and we need to get out of here right now. Um, <laughs> yeah, right, I've been so, in a few of those. <laughs> yeah, we all have. Um, so you know, you know what you need to do to be prepared to hit the ground running. Because I'm assuming it's been the same in the DC area, but you know, in the Boston area, you know, we're one of the most expensive real estate markets in the world, mm-hmm. and it's been a seller's market for pretty much the entirety of my career as a yeah. buyer's agent. Yeah. Um, no, I, I, mine too. I mean, it's over 10 years. Yeah. And yeah. it's been, um, it's, it's been incredibly difficult for buyers to properties because every property has a multiple offer situation. Yeah. People are waiving all of their contingencies, giving up all of their rights. Um, yeah. And that's something that we talk about too, is educating yeah. about your rights. Yeah, because the the most important thing is to make sure people know, to make sure, first of all, that they're comfortable moving ahead, but to make sure that they understand all the different ways that they are protected. And if they decide to, for example, if it's a condo in our area, brand new, if they decide to waive the home inspection, at least we try to get a pre-contract home inspection in before Mm, they do something like that. We just did that last week. It was a very unusual experience where we had our home inspector in the house using WhatsApp communicating with the buyers who were out in the car, you know, I'm standing outside. We got it done, but just like you, we don't want anybody to ever get into a situation, especially when it's the biggest purchase of their life, that that they regret. Right. I had a... uh a brand new buyer who I'd worked with. I've shown a couple houses too. I actually had yet to to sign a contract. Uh, haven't signed a contract yet. Usually, I like to to go out to a couple showings first to make sure that they're comfortable with me and I'm comfortable with you before we agree to Work to sign the contract. I always say that we should date before we get married. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so I had a buyer, and and we'd been out a couple times, and he wanted to work with me. And a property came up that was in a perfect location. Right, it was an ideal location for this guy, and he wanted to see it. And this is just when everything hit with our shelter in place, and uh, you know the house was occupied. And I know the listing agent very well; she's uh, very close friends with my broker and and with our firm. We do a lot of good work together. He wanted to see the property. I was not comfortable showing Mm -hmm. the property. My Mm -hmm. broker was not comfortable with me showing the property. My wife said, you can go show the property, but you can't come back into the house if you do. (laughs) (laughs) I decided not to show the property. Um, And this is is a $1.3 million buyer. So not someone I really (laughs) want to let go. Um, But I said, listen, man, I am not comfortable doing the showing. If you need to see it, you know, I completely understand. I can't be. I can't be the guy to help you. So he went out with uh, an agent that he'd spoken to a couple times prior to, to meeting me. He went to the. He loved it. He made an offer. He got his offer accepted. Um, wow! And which you know made me you know, scream expletives in the in the <sighs> background. But it is what it is. Yeah, that's. However, rough. yeah. However, 
he was not educated about the buying process by the agent that he worked with. Mm. So he did a pre-inspection um, because the agent suggested that he do to make his offer more more attractive. He got his offer accepted. He did he did his pre-inspection, offer accepted, but then he didn't under he wouldn't be able to have another inspection after the fact because this was not explained to him. He wasn't educated oh, about the goodness. process. Yeah. So he actually called me up and he's like, listen, I don't want, you know, I know I'm not working with you, but can I please ask you some questions? And I said, of course you can. And he told me about what happened, told me that he had no idea that he wouldn't be able to get the house inspected after the fact and was incredibly nervous and didn't know what to do. And now he had, uh, I don't know how the process works in, in, in the DC area, but here, you know, you put down a, a binding deposit, you know, when you make an offer. Mm-hmm. So he put down a $5,000 deposit on the on the property to buy to buy in the deal, and he you know the housing stock in Massachusetts is incredibly old. Everything is a hundred years old. Yeah. Um, he was just incredibly nervous about the deal and didn't really want to go through with it because he hadn't been educated about the process of having a home inspection after you know or pre inspection and what that means. Yeah. So, so so I have two questions for you real quick. Yeah. The pre inspection is a limited inspection. Right. And so he, this agent that was working with him did not explain that that in fact was what he was getting. And then and, and then you know the second question would be who holds that $5,000 deposit? So that's the listing agent's firm. Uh-huh. Right. So once you get the offer accepted, uh, you know, dur- during the offer, we we send an offer and we just send a picture of the check, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Made out to the listing agent's firm. Once the offer gets accepted, the listing agent then we deliver the check to the listing agent and they hold it in an escrow. Okay. Um, and then that deposit, you know, rolls into your down payment and your purchase and sale. Right, and right. So he, you know, I, I was talking through it and I was listening, you know, maybe talk to the inspector, see if he'll give you some more insight or more information about the problem, you know, what he saw. But usually, as you said, with a pre-inspection, they're much more slim down and you don't get the follow-up that you would with a normal home inspection. And he was willing to lose the $5,000 as a very expensive education and walk away from the deal. And the moral of the story is he wound up walking away from the deal. Um, oh my goodness. He did get his $5,000 back. He got his deposit back. And when this all shakes out, he's going to come back and work with me. Yay, now, good for you. <laughs> now, this other this other agent lost out on a huge commission because he just didn't educate the buyer. Yeah, yeah. But I think a lot of times buyers are not given the, the kind of representation that they're needed. It's almost like mm-hmm. fuel for the fire. Yeah. So well, something interesting, though, that you mentioned about having the listing agent that that brokerage hold the escrow or I mean yep. the, the earnest money deposit, it's yep. not like that here at all. Oh, we, interesting. Yeah, we have a settlement attorney or a settlement office that holds that money or we hold it in escrow for them uh, oh, because if the deal falls apart, we try to protect that earnest money deposit as much yep. as possible. Well, and this is, yeah, it's completely, obviously completely different here. So the, yeah. the listing agent holds and, you know, typically that the earnest money deposit is tied to your home inspection contingency. Mm-hmm. So if the, whatever number you put in for the home inspection contingency is met, then you could walk away citing the home inspection contingency and get your money back. And the risk that you make when you are, if you're either waiving home inspection or if you want to walk away and you haven't met that contingency number is that you risk that deposit that you put down. Yeah, so, that's a completely different scenario than yeah, here. We actually use that as a 
you know, an advantage or, or, or to, when we're competing with people who are not, who are waiving their home inspections, right. you know, we'll do a higher deposit and a higher inspection contingency, which shows that, you know what, we're not really going to walk away from this deal. We're not going to nickel and dime you over small things that come up during home inspection. But, you know, there's, there's a risk involved with putting that money down. Now, yeah. Had I been his agent for this deal in these times, you know, I, I would not have done that high of a deposit because I don't feel that we would have needed to. And we would not certainly not have waived the home inspection because yeah. the market has been softening. And um, he actually got his offer accepted on the first weekend. I think it was like $60,000 below the asking price. My and goodness. When he told me that, I was like, well, then you obviously didn't need to waive home inspection because you were the only offer. But, <laughs> right. you know, fortunately, yeah. he got his money back. He got an education for Good. sure. And he'll come back and work with me. So let's talk a little bit about the market. You, you're saying that you're getting a feeling like it might swing more toward in favor of buyers. Yeah, and I saw that all of last year too. So in the beginning of last year, 2019, I had an extremely fast start to my year, where every almost every client got their first first offer accepted. Wow, that's um, wonderful. Yeah, it was it was great. Um, and you know, I I live I live in Cambridge, Massachusetts. Um, in addition to working here. Um, which is one of the most ridiculous markets in the country. And last year, for the first time in my career as a real estate, I could easily rattle off five, six, seven properties that have that sat on the market in my little neighborhood alone. And when we say sit sit on the market, it means it didn't sell the first weekend. Wow. Right? Yeah, I know what um, you mean. Because everything here, you know, open house Saturday, Sunday, offers due Monday or Tuesday, right. under agreement by Wednesday, and off to the race next one. Yeah. So places had been sitting for at least a week to sometimes longer. That's um, nice for buyers. It was nice for buyers. Uh, but it was interesting because there were still properties going well over the asking. But the difference was that instead of getting 10 offers like they would two years ago, they were getting two offers. Mm-hmm. So. The intensity was lessening. It seemed to be shifting towards the buyers. And I think that was going to continue, even without COVID-19, I think that was going to continue along mm-hmm. this year. Yeah. Um, and we really think that once we get through this, it's it's going to be a buyer's market. Or I don't want to say a buyer's market, but still move even <laughs> further towards buyers. You know, I, I've been thinking a lot about what it's going to be like on the other side. And on the other side is going to be essentially when we get a vaccine. So we're all going to still be practicing some very safe ways of showing properties. But I do think we are going to get slammed with people who need housing because every, so many people have been putting it on hold. And here, the only people I'm going out with are the ones who essentially won't have a place to live unless we find yeah. something. It's a challenging thing now, but I know a lot of people are going to be out there looking for a property in the fall market. So the fall market could probably be like the spring market. So you think there's going to be pent up demand? I do. I do. Because particularly, I mean, you're, you're in a major city too, but we have a lot of military and a lot of military, they've got to be here. You know, they just, they have got to find housing. Do you think that there's also going to be a backlog of properties that have been listed now that are going to hit the market? So should we get that out? I've talked to so many listing agents who say that their clients are not putting their houses on the market because they don't want people walking through. Right. They've got babies, they have elderly, you know, all that stuff. Yeah, I think it's going to be, I think we are all going to be very busy and slammed, which is why now is the time to make sure that people educate themselves, listen to podcasts like this one, (laughs) and and ask questions. Interview every agent and ask them the hard questions. Well, that's exactly the conversation I had 
with my potential buyer today. Now is the time to get all your ducks in a row. Even you're not just with your lender, interview home inspectors right now. Yeah. So you choose a home inspector you want to work with. Find your attorney, interview attorneys right now. So you find the attorney you want to work with. Mm-hmm. Um, get all of these pieces. I would love all my clients to do this yeah. ahead of time <laughs> anyway, yeah. um, which doesn't always happen. Right. Um, but now no one has to do except call a home inspector and interview them and see if they fit with, you know, with your, uh, you know, answer the questions that you want to be answered and have now that you want to work with and get all your stuff lined up now so that we can just hit the ground running. And then hopefully you're off to the races. If you're in the Boston area and you want to buy a house, you should look up Four Buyers Real Estate. Well, Dave Twombly with Four Buyers Real Estate. Thank you so much for joining me on Listen Up Home Buyers. I really appreciate you taking the time. Oh, it was wonderful to be here, Vic. I really appreciate you reaching out to me and wanting me to be a podcast. And I will look forward to listening to it. You've been listening to Listen Up Home Buyers, the only podcast offering home buying advice and tips from true buyer agents.